Welcome to the How to Win Podcast. I'm Kirk Davis. And I'm Rick Gregory. Want to know how to win in life and in your finances? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we'll be talking about everyday topics and how they relate to your overall financial picture. podcast with Kirk and Rick and this is going to be a little different podcast we're going to wing it today uh, usually we have something spe- specifically we want to talk about but today we're going to do the end of the year podcast and Kirk I'm going to interview Kirk basically the whole time but I'll, I'll probably interject some stuff of my own all right so lots of people love the end of the year others not so much for the most part it's pretty good so today we're going to get Kirk's take on the end of the year. Financial stuff that's important, other things that are not financial. So that's where we're going with this. So I'm going to start out. And Kirk, just for those new to the podcast, and I know some people probably listened a couple times, give us a little bio on yourself. Okay. I grew up in, in northern Kentucky, up in Florence. Then I went to University of the Cumberland, so which is all the way on the the southern end of the state. After being there, I got my accounting degree. I had joined the National Guard and did ROTC. So when I finished school, I became an officer in the National Guard. Did that for about 13 years or so. Just got out of the National Guard earlier this year, actually. But out of school, I met my wife. She was from Corbin. We lived in that area for a little while. I worked in banking for a bit. I got frustrated with that and then decided to actually use my accounting degree at a real estate company and learned that I just hated looking at spreadsheets all day long with no human interaction. So wait a minute, I don't understand it. So you love doing all of the data on your golf stuff, but you don't like looking at spreadsheets on the bank stuff. It's not that I didn't like looking at the, the spreadsheets. <laughs> it's it's more so I didn't like the, the zero human interaction that oh, I had okay. there. So I got frustrated with that, but along the along the way, I developed this really big passion for personal finance. Uh, I was a big Dave Ramsey nerd back in the day, and that's kind of really what kind of you know sparked the the interest for me. And my wife Hannah, she had suggested, "Why don't you be a financial advisor?" And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, "Why is she always right?" about these things. Um, so that's how I, how I found my way to Family Financial Partners. That was back in 2016 or so. So I've been here for seven years and some change now. But I started off just in the back office doing paperwork, that sort of thing. Then I started studying to get all of my required licenses and moved into what we call a, a paraplanner role. And I did that for a little while. And then once I became confident and competent in my work, I was able to go off and start finding clients of my own and ultimately be a full-fledged financial advisor, which is where I'm at today. Now, let's talk about the end of the year financially, okay? Starting with the most important things that you think we should do for the end of the year. Yeah, so this one's not going to apply to, to everybody, but the, the thing that absolutely without fail has to happen by 1231 is you have to take an RMD from your from your retirement accounts if you're someone that's required to. 
So this is going to be somebody that is, they've changed the ages over the last, over the last couple years. But essentially, if you're 73 or older right now and have money in an IRA or 401k, that sort of thing, you're probably going to have to take some money out. Now, for all of our clients, we track that. We make sure we're going to continue pestering you until you actually have taken that RMD. If you're at another firm or just doing things on your own, I can't speak, I can't yeah. speak to well, that. So but. an RMD is a required minimal distribution. And the reason the government wants to make you take that out is so they can get their tax money. Is that pretty close? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're going to put it in different words, but uh, but that's definitely the that's definitely the gist of it. And it doesn't just apply to somebody in their seventies. If maybe if you had, had inherited an IRA from like a, a parent or a grandparent or that sort of thing, you're probably going to be required to to take an RMD as well. If you're somebody that needs one, definitely make sure you are taking one. If you're not sure and you have questions about that, give us a call. We'll We'll unpack everything for you and let you know if you need to take one. But the deadline for that's going to be 1231, and that's very important to, to not miss that deadline because you'll get uh, basically penalized uh, a certain percentage of whatever your, your RMD amount was supposed to be if you don't take one. No, no point in giving the government more money than you have to. I agree with that. Okay, what about taking time to review your financial goals, like savings, just regular savings, retirement savings, maybe life insurance, and maybe even setting new goals? Is this the time to do that? Yeah, we continue to review a lot of that just throughout the year as part of our normal financial planning process. But now, as we get into the end of the year and the start of the next year, I look at it as more of a time to reflect back over the last year, see what things we did that worked, what things we did that maybe didn't work, and and how do we adjust that that going forward. Part of that will be reestablishing goals and making sure we're on track for that. One one technique that I personally do, not everybody does this, not everybody has to, but the nerd in me likes to do this and likes to track things from time to time. But at the very end of the year, I always do it on 1231. I just run a uh, balance sheet for myself just to track, the, track my net worth over the years. And it's really interesting just to, to see how that grows over time and how it shifts into different areas over time there and how so that you, aligns. Do you have like seven or eight zeros in your net worth or is that, am I overestimating that? I can type in whatever I want into that, but <laughs> if we look at if we look at the all the zeros on every account individually, there's probably enough zeros for that. But when we add it all together, probably not. <laughs> okay, so stock market's been doing really good this year. I think that everybody talks about, hey, the stock market's doing good. The stock market's doing bad. This year, it's done really good, and it's doing really good right now. Is this the Santa Claus rally thing that they always talk about every year, or is that just is it just because the Fed did a few made some good announcements for once for us? I think that's probably what it was more than anything. Yeah, I mean we're coming. So 2022 was just a as a whole just a bad year for the market. So 23 here has been a welcomed recovery. It's taken a lot of stress off of, of everybody's plates. That's for sure. We finally got some economic data that's moving in the right direction and suggesting that 2024 will will probably continue that way 
there, there's nothing guaranteed, obviously, but that's the way it's indicating. So, I got all my fingers and toes crossed. So hopefully it'll work out that way. Yeah, so, but it, it's definitely been a, been a good year. But, but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't necessarily change anything. Not in the, in the ways that we're managing money here. We're still continuing to watch the markets every single day and make constant tweaks to the client portfolios just to try to be ahead of different factors. And when things work differently than what we anticipated, we need to react to those and just make sure that we're constantly being diligent with our clients' money and with our personal money as as well. Probably then a lot of people say, hey, it's okay. The stock market's been doing great. I'm not going to worry about my 401k, IRA, whatever. I'm just going to let it ride. Is that a good plan or it's been doing okay, so why change what's been doing okay? Yeah, there, there's a couple of different different ways to look at that. If you're in a portfolio that's strictly like a buy and hold portfolio, then yeah, probably don't need to necessarily do anything with that other than just rebalance periodically. Hopefully you have been. If you're in a, a portfolio that's a little bit more actively managed or that's the way you like to manage your money, then yeah, you definitely need to, like I was saying earlier, continue doing the same diligence that you've been practicing throughout the last year and the last decade, whatever. Just because we have a, we're having a good rally in the market now and things seem to be doing well doesn't mean that we need to just completely take our foot off the gas and lean back and yeah, and, and, and ride it out. Yeah. So it just depends on what your overall investment strategy is. Our clients are a mix of both. We've got clients that are buy and hold. We've got clients that are very much actively managed. Yeah, just just depends on, on who you are and, and what your strategies are. Yeah, so the economy seems to be going in the right direction. Gas prices are going down. The Fed announced there might be some rate cuts next year. It looks like inflation's going down. All things that affect the market, but those are all things that affect the amount of money in your wallet or your purse. As things get better, should you take a little of that extra money that you're going to have instead of spending it uh, on something else? Maybe adjust your um, percentage that you're putting in your 401k or IRA. Is this a good time to do that? I don't think it's ever really a bad time to, to save more money. I've only met one or two people in my life that have saved too much money. Uh, <laughs> so uh, those, I pe- I had that those people are, are few and far between. So, yeah, any time that m- maybe you're getting a, a raise this year uh, just due to cost of living, but uh, the way you've managed your lifestyle, you might not have seen, you know, the – your cost of your personal cost of living go up as much, and now you're you're seeing some extra dollars in your pocket. Yeah, absolutely. You know, bump the 401k percentage one or two points. That's never going to that's never going to hurt you. But also, if you've been doing everything else responsibly and you're in a good financial position, you don't need to be a miser. Enjoy some of that extra money that's in your pocket now. Just don't enjoy it too much. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we went over, gone over the things that are financially responsible and things that we do here at Family Financial to you know, help people that, that are our clients. So let's talk about not financial things, all right? Christmas and New Year's, just days away now, and everybody has 
plans and stuff for Christmas, New Year's. What are your plans for Christmas, New Year's? Anything special? Nothing overly special. Just going to a couple families' houses for, for different celebrations. Uh, we just had a, a really big celebration with with our friend group uh, last weekend. Actually, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I never didn't tell you this, Rick, but you remember Mary that was the yeah, dietitian? Yeah, Mary Plowman, yeah. So she just got engaged. Oh, at our, good for her. Yeah, she, we had a, a big friend's Christmas party last weekend, and we did a like a secret Santa gift exchange and it was all planned out that she was going to be the last person to open up a gift and that her gift was getting engaged so that was it was great to witness so I'm happy for them Um, Mary and Roberto if you're listening congratulations again to you all Uh, but yeah that's you know we have those kind of parties we got our office Christmas party um, coming up here in the next couple days Uh, so that's always a good time and Nothing special, just the usual. Yeah, cool. So, so what about uh, CrossFit golf? You gonna you got any plans for that? Or you every time you go to CrossFit gym, you come in, oh my neck's hurting, I'm stiff. And are you gonna are you gonna give that up and work on your golf game, or are you just gonna combine both of them? Golf's the tricky one this time this time of year with the weather, especially with it getting dark so early. The only way to play golf Monday through Friday is to not work and this is also a busy time of the it year is, in the yeah, office yeah. playing does doesn't happen much uh, but i've definitely been leaning into the gym a little bit more anytime we get into these holiday seasons we just had thanksgiving not too long ago we've had a couple christmas parties so far this year that every bit of food is just so you feel guilty then so you have to go to the gym <laughs> it's not that i feel guilty but i just know that there's this uh, there's this fat kid inside of me <laughs> that's trying to get out. And Me too, but I'm not letting him out. <laughs> if I don't stay diligent at the gym, especially this time of year, that he's going to come out. <laughs> okay, so one thing that I'm going to make fun of you about, and this will be funny, so you have to tell this story. Are you going to try to keep from cutting Hannah's finger off? That wasn't me. That was. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's Go a, ahead, tell the story. That's a that's a different story for a different time. But essentially, we had some uh, had some boxwoods in front of our house that needed to be trimmed, and Hannah wanted to take the lead on that, and it resulted in a trip to urgent care a couple weeks ago. But she's all good now. So everything's healed up, and she's back at the gym gripping the the barbell and lifting more weight than I am. <laughs> That's good. All right, well, so I've got a couple things that I'm going to do. Of course, Kurt knows I've already been to Kansas one time this year hunting, and I'm going to go again Friday night, Saturday morning, like the 16th. I'm taking off again to go to Kansas with some good friends, and we go out there pheasant and quail and duck and goose hunting. Of course, I got German short hair pointers, so I have bird dogs. And that's one thing I love to do. But I wanted to bring up a little thing that I do. I've been going out there for 12 or 13 years. And so you go up 64, and then when you get to St. Louis, you take 70 and just drives west. It's pretty boring. Lots of people have driven. It's pretty boring. But from Louisville to St. Louis, you have to go through Illinois. And this is just a weird thing that I have noticed before you get to Illinois and this is the case two weeks ago when I went gas was like 289 okay 
So as soon as you cross the line and get into Illinois going across 64, gas goes to 335, 339. Should have so, turned around. <laughs> so here's the thing. Luckily, you can make it all the way through Illinois and get to Missouri where gas was 282. So I don't stop at Illinois. Now I know their taxes are really high or whatever. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to pay 40 or 50 cents more a gallon of gas. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't run out of gas and walk, but do you think, what kind of impact does that have on their community? All those places you pull off the side of the road and get, do you think more people think like I do, or is that something weird? Because I'm not going to stop and pay that 40 or 50 cents more a gallon. I'm going to drive all the way till I get to Missouri and pay cheap. And when I got to when I got to uh, Kansas, it was like 269. I'm not stopping in Illinois. No, I, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either, if if possible. I don't. I don't think it has a, too big of a, an impact on them, though. I think the, the bulk of their business is probably local people that aren't going to go drive out of state just to fill up and ultimately spend more money on yeah. that on the trip than what it would cost them just to, to fill up next to their house. But. It is interesting. I don't know if it's a if if it's a tax thing that they have going on that's that's different there or what. But so I went last time a couple weeks ago. And of course, obviously, I got out there, and so the, some friends that were supposed to hunt with me, all of them seemed to have problems and didn't get to come. So I hunted by myself. The first day that I hunted, it started snowing, and which is no big deal. It's winter time. It's supposed to snow. Whatever. So when I got up the next day, there was ten inches of snow on the ground. I'm getting a little older and may be a couple pounds heavy. So here I am with my dogs trying to slosh through 10 inches of snow. And if any of y'all walked out and been hunting and try to walk through 10 inches of snow, it's difficult. But the dogs thought it was great. They're like, come on, you're not keeping up. And I'm like, no kidding, I'm not keeping up. But I had a problem with my Apple Watch. It tracks how far you walk, how many steps. It's got those little rings on there where you exercise or whatever. And it it does not know you're walking in snow. That thing, I had to have burnt 10 million calories, and it did not track that. It, did, it said, you're not exercising. I'm like, I was, I did, I was worried, waiting for it to ask me, like, why is your heart rate 185? <laughs> but it never did. But anyway, I had a great time hunting. It's good. But my plans for Christmas are like yours. We're not doing a lot. All of our family's going to come to our house. We've got a, our office Christmas party, which is always fun. Everybody... We have some fun gift exchange things, and it's a blast, but that's how my year's going to go. Have a good New Year's, probably not go anywhere, stay at home, spend time with friends and family, and hopefully start the New Year's off financially and physically and mentally good. I think we've done good for today. I like interviewing Kurt. Of course, I told you I'd have to inject some of my own stuff in there, but if you all have any questions about anything financial, obviously you can call us at any time. Uh, we'd look forward to hearing from you. And if we don't, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Thank you, guys. It's been a been a great year. Thanks for, for listening in. If you've enjoyed this or found any value out of this, um, please be sure to, to share this with your friends. And if you have any topics that you want us to discuss in 2024, definitely send them our way, and we'll try to work those into the calendar.
Thanks for listening to the How to Win podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss an episode. If you have questions about your finances, visit our website at familyfinancialpartners.com or give us a call at 859-219-1006. 